I'm super happy. Are you happy? Welcome to the BU Find Happy Podcast. Here you'll find tips and tricks to inspire you on your way to happiness, to live a courageous life of authenticity, and learn how to speak your truth with grace. I'm Michaela Johnson, and welcome to our podcast. Welcome back to the Be You Find Happy podcast. Today, I have Nicolene Amby from Healing Wonders Travel, telling us all about the ways that travel can truly inspire happiness and heal our hearts. So guys, you know, I'm a crazy adventurer. And if you didn't know, you'll know after this podcast episode. And um, travel is just something that is so near and dear to my heart. And I still have like a list of hilarious things from my recent trip to Panama that... Um, <laughs> I should probably share, but at some point, but for now, listen to this amazing episode with Nicolene and then get inspired to give her a call and get out and see the world. So Nicolene, so glad to have you on today. Can you introduce yourself to the listeners and, and tell me all about um, what you're working on and, and what, and what brought you into this wonderful business that I can't wait to dive into? <laughs> yes. Good morning, everyone. My name is Dr. Nicolene Ambe. I am a special education teacher during the day. But when I'm not teaching my amazing students, I am in the world of travel. I'm a group travel advisor. I sell travel, travel packages um, all over the world. And I absolutely love travel. And um, I've had, I think I've had a very difficult life. Um, I, when I got married, met my husband four months after I met him, he fell sick and I took care of him for 16 years. And unfortunately he passed away four years ago. And so, um, I'm looking at my life and thinking, and we raised three girls and I'm looking at my life and I'm thinking, what do I do next? What do I do with my life? And so I decided that when I retire, I want to get in the world of travel. I want to travel. I want to see the world. I want to meet new places, go to new spaces. And so that's why I got into travel. And it's a very exciting, exciting journey. I'm so sorry about the background noise. So, you know, it's great timing because I just, I just got back um, from Panama at the end of November. And um, I was really excited to get you on because what you focus on is how travel can heal people, yes. heal their emotions, heal so much of what they've got going on in the way of different tragic events, um, depression, anxiety, different things like that. Yes. So, um, so, gosh, I just, I almost don't even know where to start. So, um, I guess the best place is what the best question that I, that I really am curious about is mm -hmm. what is the best place that you've ever been? What's your favorite place? I, I loved Cancun when I went there and enjoyed it. I love Jamaica. Um, I liked it. I enjoyed the people. I enjoyed the customer service at the resort. I just, um, my whole thing with my business is to encourage people to get out of their you know, their zip code and experience the world and the wonders of the world. I was speaking to a podcaster um, two days ago, and he mentioned that he had been an alcoholic his entire life, but a trip across Europe made him sober. Yeah, that's interesting, because I think yes. the Europeans drink like fish. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't South know that Africa. would be the place I would go to get sober. I mean, I've been to Ireland and England <laughs> and all over Europe and it just, <laughs> I mean, I, my memories of Ireland were pouring Guinness um, from the tap behind the bar <laughs> in Dublin. <Right. laughs> but good for him. That's fantastic. That's great. Yes. Where, what about you? You know, I, um, Thailand has a very, very, very special place in my heart and always okay. will. It's definitely the favorite place that I've ever been. Um, the food, the culture, the people, uh, the elephants, yes. the water, everything about the, the spirit there mm -hmm. just so aligns with who I am as a person. Mm -hmm. But that being said, I have not been to Bali. 
Oh, um, okay. <laughs> I, I wonder if Bali is going to trump Thailand. But um, next on my personal agenda actually is either going to be Bali, Vietnam or um, Cambodia, like uh, oh, wow. somewhere, you know, in that region. Um, what do you have any thoughts on that? What do you think about those places? Yeah, I've heard amazing things about Bali. Maybe you should try that next. But That's I what I think. There. Oh, I yes, I mean, I'm really excited about it. And, you yes. know, it's one of those things where I've known about Bali since I was in college as far as a destination. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, I'm glad that my mm-hmm. feet have not taken me there any sooner <laughs> than now, because I don't feel like I would have been ready to right. really appreciate that. And that's a big thing about what I wanted to ask you today is, mm-hmm. um, You know, a lot of people I've been to, I think, 23 countries at this point. Um, Our long term retirement goal is that we're going to we're going to set out to see in a tugboat, a 54 foot tugboat and see the rest of the world. I want to put my toes in every sea. Um, So but, you know, people often ask me about travel. I travel with my eight year old. Um, We've been my husband and I have taken our son. Um, you know, hundred miles offshore in the Alaskan oceans. He's been to four, four countries, mm-hmm. I think at this point. And um, so we've been traveling with him since the day he was born. Um, matter of fact, wow. I got pregnant while we were in Ireland. So he's really wow. actually been traveling since he was in your utero. Baby, right. Um, but, you know, it makes me wonder because some people are nervous and haven't mm-hmm. left their hometowns or haven't left the United States or have maybe only been to Mexico or Canada because they could drive there. Mm-hmm. What do you think about people, how they start to travel? Cause I'm glad I didn't go to Bali when I was 20 years old. I'm glad right. that I'm going to be going to Bali in my forties and right. experiencing it in a way that is with a different level of maturity. Mm-hmm. But what advice do you have for people who don't know where to start? Yes. I think the best way to start is to decide. Is to really decide and tell yourself, you know what? I need to get out. I need to get out. Just make a decision. There's so many beautiful places in the universe. Um, So many wonderful people out of our, you know, area. It's so important just to decide to get out. And then um, many people don't have or think they don't have the money to travel. But when you work with a travel agent, they can come up with payment plans for you and you can start a year out making small payments and you can travel anywhere in the world you choose within, within you know, when you pay within like a year. Does that make sense? I, I love that. I, and, it, and it's so true. And I do think that the first step is just like start speaking with someone about what kind of things you may want to do. Maybe take a cruise because they're a little bit more comfortable in the way of like, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're more cattle herdy. I hate to use that term, but it's kind of mm-hmm. true. You know, there's not much you have to think about on, on something like that. Um, right. I think there's been a lot of, uh, the first time I traveled to 19 years old. And I mm. remember it was right around the time that the movie ransom or one of those movies about, you know, people getting kidnapped on vacation to come out or, mm-hmm. you know, nabbed on vacation. Right. And, you know, my parents were like, Oh, you need to be really mindful of everything around you. And, have this great awareness. I think people get afraid they're going to get robbed. They're, they're, you know, going to drink the wrong water. I they're agree. not going <laughs> to know how to ask where the bathroom is. What advice do you have for people who are maybe afraid of that? Right. But first of all, I wanted to ask you, did your parents introduce you to travel? Were they the ones who got you excited about traveling? How did you, you're, it seemed like a, you seem like a, an avid traveler. You know, that's a great question. Um, my parents are total homebodies, but my mm-hmm. mom um, grew up in a military family. So mm-hmm. she traveled quite a bit um, just through, you know, through the military when she was young. But as a kid, the only the only travel that I remember my parents doing was to Maui, was mm-hmm. a trip that they had taken to the Hawaiian Islands. And, um, and it's because, and my backstory is a little different, but my parents were broke. Um, mm. They had me at 17, um, three children. We, we were raised in a very, 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 um, in a very, 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 very limited financial situation Mm -hmm. um, where, you know, putting food on the table was kind of the priority, but they always inspired Mm -hmm. me to, um, 
to think outside of the box. My grandmother is British. Um, so my mom had, um, you know, been to, been to England a couple of times to visit family and things Mm -hmm. like that. So, um, so I think that having, um, immediate family that was international and things like that, Mm -hmm. um, it just opened my idea that, that there was more of a world to see and me being a Sagittarius Mm -hmm. always had that kind of itchy feet need to go need to see (laughs) um you know always wanting to experience different food and different Mm -hmm. and different things like that I I think it was kind of a little bit of all of that but no Mm -hmm. I did not grow up like my son's growing up where you know he's got more stamps on his passport than I had by the time I was 18 um or actually probably even 25 (laughs) so um yeah you know I don't um I didn't really get that life experience growing up, but it was definitely a priority for me when I was, um, able, you know, old enough to travel. Right. So what makes travel excited about you? I'm asking because, um, for you, I'm asking because the same things that are getting you out there are the same things that will get many other people to go out and explore. What is so exciting for you about travel? I love that. I, you know, I can tell you're the best travel agent ever (laughs) just from talking to you. Um, for me, I think, especially in America, yes. we are uh, very privileged and it feels good to me to um, to experience other ways of life that are simpler, um, other ways of life that are less privileged mm-hmm. um, as a good kind of regrounding for myself. Mm-hmm. And um, and I just I once got told that um, halibut, halibut the fish mm-hmm. that live on the bottom of the ocean that their eyes moved to the top of their head because they stayed in one place for too long. Oh, wow. <laughs> and for me, I was like, you know, I never want to stay in one place for, for too, too long. long. And that's, that's not to say that I don't love home because I love, you know, that sense of, um, of my place and my home and where my roots are. And I love that. Um, but, I like to get out and see a different perspective. Mm-hmm. I, I like to have that mm-hmm. experience of mm-hmm. um, seeing how other people do life and right. bring something, bring some of that home. Of course, there's also um, the component for me that is um, about, you know, relaxation. But to be honest, mm-hmm. more often than not, my vacations are not very relaxing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um you know, in Panama, we found ourselves in the middle of a jungle, a water taxi had dropped us off on a remote island and said mm-hmm. he'd pick us up on the other side of the island mm. after a period of time. And we, um, my husband, myself and my son were just wandering around this. Literally, there was like no humans on this island um, trying to find howler monkeys and getting <laughs> lost. And then we did find a couple of indigenous um, people that lived on the island and we tried to communicate to, that we needed to get to this other trail and nevertheless, we we barely flagged the water taxi down oh as my. he was leaving the island. Um, but yeah, I like that sort of adventure. Um, but then I talk to people back home or whatever, and they're like, oh, my gosh, you're crazy. I would never do that sort of thing. <laughs> um, and I, and you I, know, I do have a little bit of apprehension mm-hmm. uh, about certain, you know, I don't want to get bit by a bot fly or something. Right. <laughs> right. So I definitely have some apprehension when it comes to that kind of thing. Like, Mm -hmm. especially if I were to travel to Africa or something like Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I like, I like the adventure. I do. I love it. And I think that's a kind of an adventure that each person should encourage in themselves. And I think there's certain, there's a certain element of personal development that comes with wanting to explore and see how other people live. And, um, when I went to Jamaica, I had some preconceived notions about Jamaicans based on the Jamaicans that I had met around. But I went to Jamaica and saw a whole different set of people. So that for me, I grew. So I grew in myself by seeing that in, other, in them. So I think that's what travel does. It takes you out of your, what your norms, what you're accustomed to. And it helps you grow by interacting with others, seeing how other people live. And you asked a, a question about um, people feeling in, not safe going to different places. That's true. But travel like technology has really, really improved. I mean, their vendors and their travel suppliers 
that have good measures, good safety measures in place to make sure that you're protected and you're safe. If you're doing, for example, a tour with Trafalgar, they pick you up at the airport, they take you to your hotel, they tell you exactly what to do, where to go. And so it's very, very safe. What is when it's not safe is when people get really adventurous. When you go to a city and you step out into the villages, or you take certain roads that you're not aware of the environment or the people who live there, and people get in trouble that way. But when you're when you're in in the activities and with the um, map set out by the travel supplier, travel is very very safe. You can go anywhere in the world and you will be all right. You know, I, I totally agree with you. Um, when we were just recently in Panama, obviously, mm-hmm. um, Spanish being the primary language there, mm-hmm. um, we had a we had a lot of luck even using Google Translator right. to explain what we were looking for. You <laughs> oh, know, wow. my husband would just say it into the speaker yeah. and then it would come back and they go, oh, OK, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So um, and and similar, um, you know, being trying to be. Uh, when I was younger and in my twenties, mm-hmm. I, I traveled not recklessly, but mm-hmm. I certainly was more spirited mm-hmm. and wild, um, right. where now having a child with me, mm-hmm. I feel this certain level of responsibility. That's a lot greater mm-hmm. than it would be if it was just me in a backpack. So, um, you know, I opt now, um, when we travel to certain international places to have a local tour guide yes. who, uh, speaks yes. the language yes. and knows what areas are like, yes. hey, it's don't be down here at night. But even then, um, we were down in, uh, Casa Viejo, old Panama mm-hmm. city mm-hmm. where the bombings had occurred. And, um, you know, my husband and I were looking, we love to find just like a local joint mm-hmm. to eat at. Um, but right. then of course we're always mindful that, you know, if it doesn't smell right or something like that, we're not gonna, <laughs> not gonna go there. Mm-hmm. But um, we found ourselves kind of wandering out of what I would consider to be um, the nicer area of Casa Viejo, uh, Casco Viejo, and in what I would consider to be not good at night, shady right. kind of part of town. Mm-hmm. And and you know, it was just having this awareness and mm-hmm. and kind of looking at my husband and going, nah this isn't this isn't jiving with me this isn't feeling right the characters around here and the look of things is not I can tell Mm -hmm. um and you know we're obviously not from here so uh let's let's kind of backtrack a little bit and head back into parts of town that that are more um I'm not going to say touristy because they really weren't but but better well lit things like that Mm -hmm. um yeah so having kind of just a general uh it, just a general awareness, I think, can can make a big difference. We actually had Absolutely. a situation um, really super terrifying mm. when we were in Panama. We um, of the first resort that we were supposed to stay at um, in this small island on the Pacific coast was absolutely stunning, yeah. gorgeous. But the owner was actually an Aussie um, who had a control problem and Ooh. was drunk as a skunk oh when we got to the island. And we had booked a fishing charter for the next morning that was going to pick us up at the dock. Well, when we arrived at the resort, he, like I said, drunk as the skunk found, you know, he had asked us about this and cause he couldn't arrange a fishing charter for us. He was unable to do so. So we did it on our own. And he says, you know, this is my Island. You, you leave when I say you leave. And I mean, I started feeling that sense of panic of, Oh my gosh, we are trapped on this Island. So my husband actually called the charter guy Mm -hmm. and said, he's not going to let you pick us up from his dock Mm -hmm. in the morning. He's trapped us here, that kind of a thing. And he goes, no problem. Go down to the dock. We'll pick you up right now. They sent a water taxi in the middle of the night, Mm -hmm. in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, (laughs) Um, picked us up. Uh, We literally threw our suitcases on this water taxi. The guys didn't speak a lick of English. We had no idea where they were taking us. Um, We ended up, we ended up fine. It ended up fine. And he ended up taking us to this other a resort on this other island that was great. They kept the restaurant open late for us so we oh, could nice. eat because we hadn't eaten since oh, the morning. Nice. But yeah, I mean, I think you have to expect that sometimes when you travel, things may go south or things may not be what you expect. And that's just par for the course. Yes. And that's one amazing thing about traveling is that it, you become a problem solver. You become <laughs> creative in how you handle issues that come up. You're spontaneous, your your brain, your cognition is alert 
So that's some of the benefits of traveling. Although you want to be safe, but um, you know, you overcame that experience, but you also learn from it. You're more adventurous and more, you know. So true. Um, my husband left his cell phone in the in the uh, taxi right before we got on a cruise ship. So he didn't have his cell phone for the, and then in this last trip, he actually left his cell phone plugged into the wall at a small airport in Panama. Oh my! <laughs> so we've definitely had our our fair share of um, <laughs> mishaps, and they're usually involving his cell phone. That's <laughs> so, so interesting! Uh, wow. But um, and as a matter of fact, my son and I we decided we were staying in a coffee plantation, and we decided to go. Um, the coffee plantation had tons of trails and one of them led to this waterfall. And so I head out with my son and mm. we're, you know, going down these trails and I kept saying, Oh, this is the trail. Cause it's called Sendero. Mm -hmm. It's the Sendero trail. And so, mm. and then I ended up getting lost. We were lost in the jungle oh for like goodness. an hour and a half. You're joking. No. And I finally backtracked us and got us back to the coffee plantation and got down to the, um, cafe where my husband was just kind of having a cup of coffee and he was just hanging out because he didn't want to go on the trail hike and the the guy at the at the cafe says sendero it means it, it's not that's not the name of the trail <laughs> that's oh saying that it was yeah so it was saying that sendero is basically like just saying this way kind of yes not, oh not, not the name of the trail so it was sending me this way oh this God. way this way this way out into the middle of nowhere you and were yeah, going so to sendero i wasn't following the day i thought sendero was to the waterfall but nope 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 i learned that one um and oh then the guy God. says you're really lucky there's actually jaguar oh my. in that jungle. <laughs> you are something else he says you're lucky you made it back i was like oh boy and then i felt kind of you know like mom guilt like oh my gosh you know <laughs> what was i doing well that's it's great that you were safe so what recommendations do you have as like must haves in your travel bag for people who are on their very first uh travel travel trip what are the must-haves the must-haves are the basics make sure you have your toothpaste with you most of these places don't have toothpaste <laughs> It's true. <laughs> toothpaste, toothbrush, um, some um, medications, maybe um, Tylenol, germ killers, like uh, hand sanitizers. I like to take um, apple cider vinegar. I don't know if you use that. That's great. I do. Yes, it's great. When you have a stomach upset, you can use apple cider vinegar. And uh, just the basics, you know. I um I have my kind of list I jotted before our, our our call today. Do you want to hear my list? Yes. What's your list? I can't wait. Okay. So my list is cranberry pills. Okay. Uh, because I find, especially when traveling foreign country where water is not drinkable, that I don't drink enough water mm. and end up feeling kind of urinary stuff. I remember in Costa Rica, uh -huh. I got a bad UTI. Oh, that's um, good. So I bring cranberry pills and at least... Uh, a couple, this is for women, a couple of the Azo, you can buy them over the counter now, but if you do get some sort of a UTI or something, it makes it bearable. Got it. Um, That's good. I, I, I have hand sanitizer on my list too. Um, I love a small pack of Kleenex because I find a lot of uh, the baños in uh, international places don't have toilet paper no, or you have don't. to buy the toilet paper. Mm -hmm. um, many a times I've had to stop on the side of the road. <laughs> Because I couldn't find the banos. So, yes. um, yeah, small pack of Kleenex. Um, ironically, coins. Um, coins for the bathrooms, coins for water, coins for things like that. I find coins are just really handy to have. What do you use the coins for in the bathroom? Well, a lot of times what I've found when I'm traveling internationally is that the bathrooms uh, require coins to, to use. Okay. Um, so I've, I've always had to have, you know, like even just in this most recent trip to Panama, we were at the fish market, which you mm -hmm. would think they would have accessible bathrooms, but they actually charged 50 cents mm. to utilize the restroom. And then she gave me, you know, a tiny little square of toilet paper. And then when I was done going to the bathroom, I had to come to her for a squeeze of soap. <laughs> right. Oh my. Okay. Um, I love a smash bag. For dirty clothes or wet clothes, you know, those kind that um, you can push all the air out of. Yes. I love that um, because often you don't have resources to wash or you've showered 
um, or you've uh, rather gone in the in the pool or the hot tub or in the ocean or something like that. And you've mm-hmm. got this wet, yucky bathing suit. And you don't want to ruin all the rest of your stuff. So I love a smash bag. Nice. And for long flights, I carry on my toothpaste and my toothbrush, but I also carry on a lemon okay, um, good. and a wash rag. And um, then, of course, I like I use Dove soap only, so I, I carry on my Dove. Um, but what I find the wash rag is really nice for with the lemon is you can just squeeze a little bit of the lemon on for long yeah. flights and yes. then wipe down your face and your neck yeah. and oh, it just really good. freshens it up. And I bring a spare pair of socks that I plan to throw out. Very important. So I throw the socks on once I get on the long flight and walk around with socks on. I never put my shoes back on. And then when I get off that long flight, I just throw the socks out. That's a You do? Yeah. Oh, because you walk on the plane with the socks. Okay. Because I walked all around the plane in the bathroom and whatever with the socks. Yeah, I just toss them out. I just get the cheap, cheapo, you know, in the, in the, uh, in the. 50 cent bin at target kind of thing yes that's a very good tip the sock tip is really good because your feet get really cold on the plane especially a night flight yeah and you can't sleep too well Mm -hmm. and things like that Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. so so that's what i love um what else do you have on your list On my list in general includes Tylenol um, for my son. Uh, so, so children's Tylenol, mm-hmm. um, I really love to have. And I'm a big fan. This is kind of a girly thing, but I'm a big fan of um, eye primer. Like a, they make eye primer that's like a gloss that you can just kind of rub on your eyes. Yeah. And I love that because it's a small, compact way to kind of freshen up your face and have a little glam going on if you're going out at night or something yes. without, without having makeup. to carry a lot of makeup. Got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. I like That's that. A, I love your list. But I also am kind of anal and usually print um, a handful of places that I want to see um, with uh, like instructions and anything as far as tra- if we had travel insurance or anything like that or any um, any kind of prescription stuff, if we were prescribed, like we had to take, um, you know, the anti-malaria medication. Okay. Um, so I printed that out and I put it in a plastic slip cover yes. and I just keep that in my carry on. And that way, if we need to reference anything or don't have the internet or something like that, then I can, you know, quickly at a glance kind of deal. Mm-hmm. And I photocopy our passports. Oh, you do. Yeah. That's a brilliant one. In case you lose it, you have something to refer to. Exactly. So I actually keep the passports in the safe if there's a safe in the room um, or tucked away well in my suitcase. And then when we're out and about in the cities, I just have the photocopies of our passports on hand. Mm, Very good. Yeah. So those are my kind of deals. I I like that. Yeah. But that's 23 countries deep. I'm sure I'll have a lot more when I'm like 50 countries. deep. Wow. You've been to 23 places. That's a lot of countries. So what, what about places that are considered dangerous? Like, you know, places that are on the UNICEF list of like, hey, this isn't safe. Even parts of Mexico right now for U.S. travelers. What do you recommend for people that, um, that are maybe uh, considering going to those kinds of places? Or do you just not recommend that at all? I don't. I don't recommend it at all. Because for me, my philosophy is traveling is about healing. It's about self-reflection. It's about personal growth, personal development. Um, wellness, self-care. So you don't want to go into places where you're not comfortable emotionally, physically, mentally. You don't want to go into a place where you feel tense. Who wants to do that? I love that. It's so true. <laughs> so It's so true. So it's better to find places where you're, you're comfortable going. And also avoid a se- there's certain seasons. You don't want to go in those seasons. Certain countries have rainy season in the summer. You don't want to go there during a rainy season where it's going to rain or, or you know, storm or hurricanes. You want to avoid those seasons. Like in the Bahamas, you want to go between December and April where there are no, it's not hurricane season. So, you know, finding destinations and finding the right seasons that make you feel comfortable and at ease while you're away from home. 
what about people who are afraid of air travel? I love, you know, just I was watching the uh, the video on my la- last flight. And they always say, in the event of a water landing. And it's like, come on. It's not a water land. It's a straight crash. Like, if this thing is going down in the water, there's some massive problems. Oh, <laughs> you know? um, well, what I say is there are 87,000 planes that take off and land every single day. 87,000. Flying is the safest way to travel. I mean, it's riskier to drive than to fly. I think the technology is so updated in a way that it's pretty, it's very safe. I mean, there are no plane crashes anymore. So there's no reason for us to be afraid to fly. My husband's actually a private pilot. And um, yeah, and so um, it's interesting because the, the, um, the stuff that that we have on board now Mm -hmm. in the way of even just being aware of other planes that are around you is Mm -hmm. so different than when Mm -hmm. we flew a small we flew a smaller aircraft that was an aerobatic plane um well i didn't he did uh 12 years ago and now we have more of a family family plane um and it, it really is impressive uh how much the technology has advanced in in the aircraft it's it's really crazy yes um but he did make me watch a bunch of these like private pilot accidents and how they occurred and what was what was deemed the problem and all these different and so the next time I got in the plane after we kind of binged on this this series I was like oh my god this could happen that could happen you know but realistically if you know especially when flying commercially it, it it's like you said the, the number of crashes compared to uh, the number of successes is just not there. Right. I mean, it's, it's not, not. It's not. So I think yeah. it's just, I just think people feel, it's just silly when you say you're afraid of flying. Why? Maybe it's those, because those it's days, like, those days so... are far gone. Far gone. <laughs> <laughs> those days are gone. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And they've really beefed up security in the airports yeah, and things yeah. like that too. Yeah. There are um, several, several, several people flying every day for business, several planes taking off and landing. It's your husband would tell you that it's uh, it's it's good. It's not, yeah. It's, yeah. I'm actually in the process right now of learning how to land the plane. Ooh, <laughs> I told him I don't need to know how to fly it. I just need to know how to land, land it. it. Did you go to some teaching you? <laughs> yeah. So we're actually going to fly down to um, San Diego and he's got a, a a friend down there who owns the exact same type of aircraft. He's very experienced pilot and um, flights. He's a flight instructor and he's actually going to teach me how to land from the right seat, from the co-pilot seat. Um, And that'll just help my comfortability too, because um, you know, we do a lot of longer flights. So we're, so we do a four, you know, four hour flights and things like that, where there's just a lot more time. So is is, is flying, learning how to fly, is it more practical or do you find you can, you can just, Is that enough or do you need the theory part to study? So I don't know yet. Um, For me, I know whenever I'm up there with him, I'm always paying attention. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times he'll even have me get on the radio and call something in. Mm -hmm. So I'm comfortable doing that, you know, like Mm -hmm. um, calling in a landing or something like that or talking to air traffic control. Um, I think flying is a lot about understanding the what and why. Um, but I don't know yet because I've never I've always just been a passenger. Um, but so I'll ask him, why do you put the flaps at 20 percent when we get to this certain speed? And he'll say, well, because if I put the flaps all the way up, they'd rip off because of the amount of air of drag that's coming over them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's constantly kind of I'm asking questions and he's constantly educating me on on the why things yes. work. And I feel like in life in general, if we have an understanding for why mm-hmm. we're doing something or something is happening, then we can respond to situations a lot better. Yes, absolutely. Um, and I think that's true of travel. If yes. we know why other people live the way they live, then mm-hmm. we can have a greater respect for other people. Absolutely. Right there. Well said. I like that. I like that. So what about people who, I I hear this a lot. I work with a lot of individual women who um, in a lot of times are in unsatisfying marriages or are uh, recently divorced, things like that. And they want to travel. They want to travel so bad, but they say, I I don't want to travel alone. 
Yeah, solo travel. That's interesting. I posted on my Facebook today about um, solo travel. And there are a lot of people who do it. Uh, Tracy Ellis Ross, Diana Ross's daughter, she wrote an article about how solo travel really helped her come into her own. Um, but I'm not a solo traveler. So I understand people who are reluctant to travel solo. I'm, I don't see how I can just get up and go somewhere alone, sit in a restaurant alone or do things alone. It's, for me, I cannot do that. But for people who are in that situation, there are a lot of group travels going out. I have a group travel every year. And my next group travel is either Barbados or the Bahamas. And um, for those women, they can join group travels. There are a lot of travel agents. Some of them have group travels every year. You can go on with a girlfriend or you can come up and make new friends on those group travel, those group trips. I, I love that. And I've seen recently on Instagram, a lot of the Instagram influencers are hosting um, trips where you can travel with your favorite Instagram yes. even. Yeah. Um, I, I read Eat, Pray, Love. I don't know. Uh, gosh, it must have been. 15, whatever, the first year it came out. So mm -hmm. 13 years ago. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember just absolutely admiring the fact that she just went, she just hopped on those airplanes and she went to those international countries and she just Isn't let whatever something? guide her. Absolutely. I love that. Awesome. My, my husband is real apprehensive about me traveling alone where yeah. I'm like, Hey, I want to go to Bali and if that's not your gig, I'm going to go. And, you know, and, and he's like, no, you're at least going to take a friend. You're at least going to go yes. with someone. But I feel like if you're traveling to a safe country, that's known for being safe and you're doing it with a tour guide or you're staying in your, you're staying at a resort location with no intention of going to remote places right. and things like that, that it can be, um, you know, really safe. It, mm -hmm. it can be. Mm -hmm. It is. It is actually safe. The only thing is like, just being alone. I can see how I would get up and go to a Starbucks and stay there alone. But traveling all the way abroad to a new destination and just being there for three, four days by yourself, that's pretty interesting. It takes courage. It takes heart to do that. And it must be pretty serious for someone who wants to do, um, make a certain change in their lives to be able to do that. I'm with you. I always love to have um, someone to share my adventure with. Me like, too. I, me it's too. big for me. But I also, um, especially when I was uh, younger and single, I love to hit the open road. Mm -hmm. And um, granted, this wasn't international, but I love to just, you know, pack a bag, load up my car, load up my dog, mm -hmm. and uh, just hit the road and drive yes. and, and see places and um, hike and different things. I, I've, I've always kind of loved that. Um, exploration of self without mm -hmm. limit nice um, i like that because you're not on someone else's agenda you only you only have your own then you know you know i'm gonna try that i will <laughs> um yeah i really think it's it's a totally different experience when you're you're making all of the choices in the moment um for yourself you know mm. um and and what it opens up and the people that you meet is very different than when you're with someone else Absolutely that very true you know you don't you're not opening yourself as much i even recently i well this isn't recently but this is often that i will go to san francisco for various different writers workshops and things that i do and um so rather than taking someone with me i will go alone and i will eat at a restaurant alone and it's always interesting when the host staff will say just one and then they'll say okay well we have a seat at the bar and i'm like no i'd actually like to sit at the table mm -hmm. <laughs> like, you know i can sit at a table alone and that's and that's okay and especially with phones and magazines and stuff you, you're never really alone mm -hmm. no you're not <laughs> um, you're not true but then sitting at the bar can be fun too. My mom was just telling me that she um, recently went to like a Mimi's cafe or buttercup pantry or one of those places and sat at, you know, the bar that they had. So it must've been a Mimi's cafe. And she said she met, you know, the greatest people that were there having breakfast and, and it was a great experience. And I think we're a lot of times afraid um, mm -hmm. of this idea of meeting new people. But when we were kids mm -hmm. and our parents took us somewhere and there was another kid of similar age at that place. Right, you became we instant them and we made friends and we hung out. <laughs> and it was like, hey, <laughs> we're both here. Let's do this. Let's yeah. 
And I even witnessed that with my son um, in Panama. We were in Bocas del Toro and we stayed on a very small island. Um, actually, the indigenous tribe was like 2000. So it was actually a big island. But um, but there was only one hotel and only like 12 hotel rooms. And there was another couple there and they were from California, ironically. And they had a daughter who was Tucker's, my son's age. And man, he paddled her all around in the kayak and they just had the greatest. She played football with him and they just had the greatest time. And it was such a good reminder to me that um, you, you've got to embrace other people and, and create a new friend. Yes, very good. I like that. So, um, so on the healing note, we have, we have a few minutes left and I really want to touch on this. Mm -hmm. Can you share some stories of the way that you feel, um, travel can heal people who maybe have suffered a recent loss? Um, maybe people who are going through a very incredibly difficult time in their life. Um, maybe they have a, a, you know, a family member who's dealing with something tragic or, or a health issue. How do you feel that traveling can heal that. I think the first thing is they're going to get out of the environment where that reminds them of the tragedy. So for me, for example, I sold my home when my husband passed away and moved out of my house to experience a new environment and you're going to start to heal when you get away. So when you go to a new destination, to a new country, to a new place, you, you start to think differently. You see things differently. You're away from that space and you start to create new realities for yourself. So that's the number one way. It's just, you're not denying it. You're not running away, but it's just starting to rebuild in a new space. So that, mm-hmm. without the triggers, without, without the triggers, the triggers okay. absolutely well said. Yes. Without it's reminders so of the, experiences and then you also enjoy you you also start to forget they say time heals when you get away time heals you get into activities that are fun you know you eat different foods you meet different people you do different activities that make you tend to forget and really put yourself in a new space and a new set of priorities i always have something and and i mentioned earlier i love home I, I absolutely adore my home space. Um, I've made it something very special. I've incorporated a lot of different places that I've been and experiences that I've had in the way of my yard and things like that. But every time I come home from being away, I have a really hard adjustment time. Yeah. I, uh, especially if I've been up in Alaska where everybody is just, things are simpler, life mm-hmm. is slower. Yeah. And then I come back and all those same things are still here. Matter of fact, I came back from Panama and um, I was kind of just, you know, group texting with my sisters-in-law. And mm. I was just saying, like, God, I've been in the spunk. I've had this. I've had that. And they're like, yeah, it's called your home from vacation and on reality. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> um, what advice do you have for people that have a hard transition period back? Oh, meaning it's harder for them when they get home? Yeah. That, you know, they're just bummed out that life oh. is just back to what it was. <laughs> Then maybe start planning the next trip and the anticipation of the next trip will get you excited. Oh, that's so good. (laughs) I love it. You know, it's funny because my husband just told me um, we had a trip on the books to go to the ice castles in Utah and um, his plane was down and the weather was bad. So we couldn't we couldn't do that trip. And um, he said, hey, I hate to tell you this, but don't book me for anything until March mm-hmm. um, because I, I've got this this job at work and I cannot go until. And I felt like this immense like, oh, I can't, you know, like, how can we not do anything until March? Oh, I'm going to become okay. a holiday. I'm going to move to the side of my head. Um, but of course, I booked something for March 12th. <laughs> I was like, so what such an adventurer, aren't you? <laughs> um, yeah, so so we I just booked us a little camping trip. Not a big deal. We do it every year, but it so it's not like it's a big it's a right. two hour drive to the right. beach, but right. but I was like, I can't. I can't no. Mm-mm, I can't do that. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that and something. for people who love their home, who absolutely just love their space, missing your home is another excitement about travel. When you travel, you want to come home to your bed. So that makes travel even more exciting and makes you appreciate your home and your bed 
a little more. You know what? You are so right. A lot of times when I leave, I'm like, we have, um, by accident right now, we have three dogs, Mm -hmm. a cat, Mm -hmm. five chickens and a fish. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, when we leave, I'm like, Oh God, I'm so glad I'm not going to have to deal with the feeding every, you know, the, you let them out for potty, all Mm -hmm. that stuff. But then about halfway through the trip, I'm like, I miss my dog. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I miss cleaning up when they had an accident or whatever, you know, you start to miss those things. So true. (laughs) The excitement of leaving and the excitement of returning. It's all good. (laughs) Travel is all good. I love that. You're so right. It's true. It's so cool to get to talk to a travel person who shares, you know, the similar because I I could gab all day, geek out on travel and all the places I've been and all the crazy adventure stories I have. Um, I've I've just, you know, for years ago, I used to work for a Fortune 500 company as a marketing director and traveled Mm -hmm. the United States Mm -hmm. about 100,000 air miles a year. I did. Um, And the stories, oh my God, uh, going through the airports and, uh, you know, this was at a time when security was really starting to beef up and things like that. I mean, I have the most hilarious travel stories. Um, You know, coworkers that uh, I had this one coworker, she was rushing through security. It was when they put in the new, you know, laws with showing your ID and all that. And she stuffed her she stuffed her ID in her back pocket, just rushing. She had to hit the bathroom before she got on the plane. And um, when it was a small back pocket and her ID fell out in the toilet. Oh, my. And then she stood up to gra- to go get it. And the automatic flusher went. Oh, my. But it wouldn't go down. So it, she, it, she kept and every time she'd reach down, the automatic flusher would go. <laughs> so she was trying to get her driver's license out of the toilet. I mean, just the funniest stories. I feel like humor yeah. is necessary for travel. It is. And it's such a big part of every every travel trip I've ever taken. Yes. Whether it was to LA from yes. Sacramento. Or- <laughs> you gotta be able to laugh at issues that come up. You can't be too serious. Oh, so true. <laughs> we just recently made uh the the decision. <laughs> I wasn't really the decider. I was along for the decision of taking all of the children, all of the cousins in my family. So my son and all of his cousins who are all under eight, mm-hmm. um, there's five of them to Disneyland for Christmas. <laughs> and we left on Christmas morning to fly to LA to go to Disneyland. And oh man, but it was such a cool thing. Um, a lot of two of the cousins, this was their first time ever air, flying in the air, ever mm-hmm. being on an airplane. Oh. And it was just really neat to kind of have that home alone, rush through the airport, you know, doing all that on Christmas Day and then getting to the park and it all being, you know, Mickey's all dressed up for Christmas. And it was so neat to see um, that through their eyes. I think travel through kids' eyes is a whole yes. different world. Yes, it is. It really is. They, they love it. They have this uh, naturally adventurous spirit. Mm-hmm. They really do. And they're so mm-hmm. embracing of other cultures. They are. Um, they yeah. don't have the judgment that, that we have, yes, you know. Yes, yes. Um, my son just said the most hilarious things on our last trip when we would be out and about. And... Um, and, you know, he got to see sloths and howler monkeys and just all these different things that are absolutely not here and obviously almost got eaten by jaguars. And um, But when we come home, you know, at night, he'll say, I miss Panama, you know, or I miss Alaska uh-huh. or I miss Curacao. He's been to, I don't know, four or five countries in, Baha- um, in the Caribbean islands. Yes. And, you know, he just his perspective is so neat. What do you say for people? And we, I know we have to wrap up. But what do you say for people who are afraid to travel with their kids? Or I hear this a lot. Um, I'm not taking the kids. No way. This trip is for me. This trip is my vacation. That's not right. You know, I'll share a story with you that happened with my students. I told you I'm a teacher. And I was teaching them about the the Roman Colosseum. The Roman Colosseum. The Colosseum in Rome. And I was telling them that earthquake has shaken the building and how amazing the building is for tourists. What happened? We were talking about it. And one of my students said, Miss Ambie, can we go there? I felt so bad. Like, I wish this child's parents could expose them to different 
places or even take them there. Imagine how they would run around the Colosseum and touch things and experience things. That's what kids are. Um, they're, they're explorers. So I really, as much as we want to go away as parents and take, take off the stress, let us give our kids the gift of travel. Let us take them different places because it keeps, it leaves the memory on their minds and it's so important for them as they grow older. That's a special gift that every parent can give their child is to take them away. I mean, every other year or every four years, but just don't let them grow up and turn 18 and they haven't been anywhere. It's just not right. My son has been asking me um, he, in school, he had a program, they had an app that they used and the um, English learning program took place mm-hmm. in Paris. Like they would be on an adventure through Paris to find certain words or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he's been asking me since the first grade, if he can go to Paris mm-hmm. and um, just, just in this last trip, we decided that the next place that we that we really want to go, I mean, I really want to go to Bali, but the next place that we really want to go is um, take him Thanks. to Paris and then take him over to Sweden, which is the origination of my husband's family, mm-hmm. and then take him over to England, uh, the origination of my family, um, so that he can you know, see family and eat the foods. I mean, my husband makes some Swedish pancakes a couple times a month and to eat pancakes in Sweden. How cool would that be? You know, that would be an awesome blessing for him. Yes. Yeah. So I agree with you. I think it's so important, but I think even for maybe parents who are um, thinking, oh, it's so expensive. Like you said, there's payment plans, there's different Mm -hmm. things like that. And, and maybe Maybe it doesn't have to be super far. It, c- it can be Mexico. Yes. Um, or also, there's a lot of neat um, monthly subscription boxes yes. that that give kids different things from different places of the world, or they can mm-hmm. get involved that way too. Yes. I think is a good idea. So, Nicolene, how can people get in touch with you? They've heard this podcast and they are excited and they're ready to do this. How can they get in touch with you? Yes, they can visit my website at healing wonderstravel.com that is perfect and i'll put that in the show notes of course as well um what a cool podcast i just love this obviously (laughs) i'm super passionate adventurer um so thank you so much for coming on and sharing some of the ways that travel can really heal hearts and create a lot of happiness absolutely thank you so much thank you so much take care bye-bye bye-bye This has been a BU Find Happy podcast. For more inspiration, check out the links.